The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone. We are back. And we are back, and we are talking about leadership. We've been talking about sales. Now we're talking about leadership. And I also want to let you know that all of these shows are on my channel on iTunes and on Stitcher, which is part of Voice America. So there's many ways to be able to access this program. We're talking about leadership with Mike Ritz, who's the executive director of Leadership Rhode Island. And we're talking about why leadership's important, the leadership movement, what's happening in the country and in Rhode Island as well. Welcome, Mike. Hey, Patricia. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, great. All right, so talk about the movement of leadership. I mean, we all know what leadership is, but there's really a movement across the country now. Talk about that. Yeah, so uh, we're, we're part of a, a movement that started in the, um, in the uh, late 60s, early 70s, these leadership, community leadership programs. And I'm sure your listeners will have been exposed to one of those programs, no matter where they're listening from, because there are 800 leadership programs across the country um, and a million alumni. So there's a million leaders from um, profit, nonprofit, government sector that have experienced this program in their own community. So more times than not, it's leadership, you know, insert name of city. So leadership Boston or leadership Syracuse or something like mm-hmm. leadership Denver, things like this. Um, okay. And essentially... What we're doing is we're getting together uh, leaders that are both uh, emerging and established leaders, putting them through a year together as a class, and um, getting them to uh, really look at issues that affect their community and speak to those issues from all those different perspectives within the class. So we've Mm -hmm. got to make sure we've got a class that has people from different industries and sectors included, different life experiences included. So you might say it's a, it's a microcosm of the community, but at a leadership level. All right. Now, let me ask you. Now, we're in Rhode Island. That's where I am. And I know that you're in leadership Rhode Island, which is a very small state. But if you took a state like Texas or California, would it be leadership California or would it be leadership for those cities, like leadership San Francisco or leadership L.A.? There are 22 other leadership programs that are statewide across the country. Um, And then so the rest of the 800, if you will, are either city-based or county-based. I see. Okay. Well, that's interesting because when I lived in North Carolina, I did the, and I was in Carteret County, and North Carolina is a very large state. It's 500 miles long. So I did leadership in that county. I didn't do it for the state. They did have a state one. So, and it was just my county, which was 100 miles long, which is about the state of (laughs) as big as Rhode Island. But yes, it was, it was a small county, but it still had similar, similar kinds of things. The components of really seeing what's going on in that, in that region, in that area. Yeah. 
Yeah, the idea is uh, to expose these emerging and established leaders right. to the current issues and get how it really happens, not just what's said in the newspaper or um, the theory, but what's really going on. Try to get as deep of insight on it as we can so that when leaders are in positions where they're making decisions that affect society at large, they'll hopefully be able to make a more informed decision that takes into account a much wider stakeholder group than what they would have been exposed to previously. Um, It's really for the Mm. benefit of the community. Mm. But also the connections that people make are also very helpful, right? The connections of other leaders within their group. Oh, no question about it. We have people that, you know, we started our program in Rhode Island in 1981, and there are alumni that tell me when I'm, you know, when I have a tough business decision to make, I'm still calling the same, my same classmates from 20 years ago to run by that decision through them first. I mean, it, it creates some real true bonds that are both professional, but also friends, you know, real personal Mm. friend bonds, which, you know, the older you get, it seems like the harder it is to make real authentic friends Mm. um, because Mm. we're so isolated in our work and we're so busy with our lives. We just don't reach out to people that aren't like us. And we happen to be one of those, those hubs, if you will, of connectivity for people to meet others that aren't like you. Yeah. Mike, what do you think it takes to be a good leader? Inspiration. (laughs) Um, Mm. I I really think that um, one has to really inspire those around them, and that that comes in a variety of uh, efforts probably, Um, not the least of which I'm I'm kind of biased in my own leadership style just because of my own background having served in the Army, that you lead from the front, you set an example for others, and um, if people see that and are inspired by it, then they, they'll follow. And, mm-hmm. and then in your interaction with those folks, you get re-inspired. So it's this continuous um, circle of inspiration. But I do believe it starts with, with me first as the individual. And it's my own leadership obligation, my own leadership responsibility to take that first step forward and then connect with everyone else and be re-inspired by them. Mm-hmm. Now, part of this, and this is something that you do in, in Leadership Rhode Island, but in other leadership organizations like them, uh, is the strength-based model so that you're looking at strengths of not just leaders, but people within that organization. Talk about that. Yeah, there's a lot of research in positive psychology in general um, that says if if I know what I'm naturally good at as a person, or you can also apply this same premise to an organization. If I know what I'm good at and I focus on what I'm good at, to, I, will, I can achieve a form of excellence. But if I focus on what I'm bad at and I put all my attention in what I'm mm-hmm. bad at, best I can hope for is a, an exhausted state of mediocrity. Right. So there's a lot of not only individual practice in that in terms of what makes a good leader, but also um, organizationally, when you find organizations that do what the the organization is naturally good at, rather than try to be good at everything, they focus on what they're good at, they achieve a form of excellence and they form a niche uh, place in the market. Um, Whereas if they try to be all to all, and, they're, and they're, they uh, feel guilty when they're not good at every single thing, then they'll mm-hmm. probably just become average. 
So um, we really focus on leaders understanding that if you do what you're naturally good at, you can achieve excellence. There was um, some studies that happened by Donald Clifton um, many, many years ago where he wanted to know what makes a good leader. You know, is there a certain type of person that makes a good leader? Do they have certain characteristics, certain mm-hmm. traits? Right. What he found, and in, 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 in further Gallup studies have determined, is that we all have 34 um, themes, 34 talents. Each one of us have these 34 talents. And our top five talents become incredibly relevant because that tends to be who we are and how we operate. And if we will focus on using those strengths and those talents every day, we'll achieve excellence. If we ignore them, um, then they'll be somewhat useless. We're naturally good at it, but we're not paying attention to it. Therefore, we're not really maximizing our own potential as people. We're not maximizing our own potential as leaders. And that was what Donald Clifton found to be the truth, that there isn't a set of attributes or traits that make up a good leader, but every good leader recognizes what their strengths are and they leverage their strengths for leadership. All right, so let me ask you, so then if, if that was the case, then should you put in your organization people who have different strengths from you? So, for example, if communication or being a connector is mine, which is one of mine, I might want somebody who is, is more, I don't know if the word is left brain, but somebody who's very results-oriented or very yeah. uh, number, I don't, know, I don't know what that translates into in terms of a trait, but someone who really loves to just sit there and focus on the numbers. Which yeah, you're me. right on it, Patricia. You know, we, we can't be all to all. We, we are our own person and we have our own natural strengths. And, and that also means we're not good at everything. And there's someone right. else that can compliment us because they are good at everything. And um, we need to surround ourselves by people that operate differently and that have those different strengths. And then that's how we become a strengths-based team, a strengths-based organization, so that all of us thrive together on that team. Uh, we have blind spots, you know. I'm, I have certain strengths that give me blind spots. I don't see other, other ways of looking at something, where, whereas another person will, and we need mm-hmm. each other. Right, right, yeah. And, and, and so... If you look at the strengths-based model and more companies adapt it, then they're going to be more efficient in the long run, correct? And more right, su- which successful. Is, which is why out of the um, 500 Fortune 500 companies, 467 of them have brought strengths into their workplace at some level wow. or another, many of them throughout the entire company. Um, wow. So, sure, it's, it's proven results. There have been... If we're talking about the Strengths Finder test, which um, was a product of Donald Clifton's uh, decades of research on positive psychology, um, 16 million people across the globe have taken that assessment to date and have found their top five are identifying with it, and then hopefully they're using it every day and they're really consciously, deliberately accessing their strengths in their day-to-day life, both professionally and personally. Mm, this is how many millions did you say? 16 million tests so far. Around the world? Around the world, yeah. We were just at, um, uh, and we'll be there again this year, last July, uh, Leadership Rhode Island, um, and we were invited to talk about how we were using this strengths tool to transform the entire state of Rhode Island to become the first strengths-based state 
in the country. It's been a three-year process for us to get as many assessments along with coaching and training and to really embed positive psychology into the culture of the state, the society large, not just people that are in their careers, but um, young people that are just coming up or people that have finished their careers and are still giving back to society in their retired age, everybody. Um, and this July, I'm happy to say, uh, we've been invited back, and, um, except this time they're putting me on the main stage. So I'll, I'll oh, be able exciting. to um, talk about Rhode Island and our oh. accomplishments oh. Uh, to 1,200 coaches from around the world. Um, and where will it be? Where will it be? Omaha, Nebraska. That's where Gallup's uh, operations headquarters uh, is. Yeah. So people come from all over the world to Nebraska. <clears throat> they do. 1,200 of them will be there from all over. Last year, they had um, 20 people from 22 different countries. I don't know mm-hmm. what they expect this year except a bigger crowd. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a heck of a thing. I mean, imagine being in a giant room full of all these people that recognize that um, they can get the best potential out of themselves and everyone mm-hmm. else by accessing what they're naturally good at. It's a very positive group of people. (laughs) Terrific. All right, boy. All right, we're going to come back with Mike right after the break and talk more about what is a good leader and how you can learn about leadership. You can learn about the strengths-based testing or assessment and and really look into this because, you know, if we all work together as a team and we work on our strengths, then we can get so much more done and we can be happier people as well. All right. My guest is Mike Ritz, Executive Director of Leadership Rhode Island, and we're talking about what leadership is around the country and how we can be better leaders and really focus on our strengths. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric Easy Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Second Wind Success, hosted by Gene Garino, is all about helping boomers catch their second wind in business and life. Most of us achieve our greatest success after the age of 50. Life has a learning curve with a few stumbling blocks along the way. As long as you stay committed to your vision and adapt along the way, you'll find the success you're looking for. Tune in to Second Wind Success every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. What defines your success? Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone we are back and we are talking about leadership and team building and working together and being focused on your strengths for efficiency, productivity, and happiness. My guest is Mike Ritz. He's the executive director of Leadership Rhode Island, and he uh, speaks at a lot of the national conferences for leadership. There are leadership organizations all over the country and all over the world. Welcome back, Mike. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, good. So tell us again how many organizations there are, how many leadership in in the country yeah, there are 800 leadership organizations in the United States with about a million alumni altogether. So as you can imagine, these are a lot of people with a lot of influence, and they're in every corner of the, of the country, in every state, and uh, most of them are city-based or county-based, but there are also 22 statewide programs as well. Statewide program because it's smaller. Um, well, some, for example, in Maryland, there's a... A statewide program, but then there are also citywide programs underneath. I shouldn't say underneath. I should say in tandem with right. the state program. So there are multiple yeah. entities. I guess it, you know, yes. it really has to do with how you look at community. I I think that's the case in North Carolina too. I think they had a statewide leadership, and then they yeah. had different countywide. Yeah, which was great. Um, all right, let's talk about being a good leader in a situation where. There's some, we're polarized, meaning that there's a lot of controversy, we're divided, and so we want to have leaders that bring people together, but you have people with, you know, very opposing points of views, and I don't want to get into politics, but it is an issue. Yeah, there's a a guy named Mark Dunkelman who wrote a book called The Vanishing Neighbor, and um, probably a lot of your listeners, particularly if they're involved with community, community building, uh, the transformation of American society, if they pay attention to that stuff, they'll hear of um, Alexis de Tocqueville's uh, work or maybe um, Robert Putnam's Bowling Alone work. Well, Mark Dunkelman, um, I think, has taken a lot of that work, built upon it, and brought it into the modern era to talk about the transformation of American society. He was really motivated by having worked in Washington, D.C., and his father telling him, why is it that those guys can't get along? Why is it that mm. you've got a two-party system and nobody can ever seem to reach compromise or make anything happen anymore? And through a, 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 a quite an extensive exploration that involved him writing a book in the process to explain it, um, he came to the realization that it's largely because of the way we operate as a society today. Uh, we tend to go look for the news that best supports our own viewpoint. Um, we look for that that um, shares our viewpoint or our interests, and, and we hang out with people digitally through social media or, um, uh, statistically speaking, we are spending more time with our immediate families than we ever have in the history of the country, um, in the modern era anyway. Um, mm-hmm. we're, not, we're not colliding with 
people with different points of view on a regular basis. We don't have that township model like we used to where we would go to the center of town and we would uh, commune with our neighbors and we might Mm -hmm. have different points of view. Right. But we still are invested in our neighbor doing well, and they're invested in us doing well, and therefore we can have a different point of view and learn from each other and not just be so polarized to the point right. where, you know, we're screaming at each other or yeah. uh, in this last um, election we saw people literally punching each other. Um, mm-hmm. And so this is of great concern uh, to me as a leader. I think it should be a great concern to leaders all over this country. Um, and I'm wondering how we can solve it. And one of the things that I think will work, um, it's not the solution, but a solution, is if we can get these 800 leadership programs to stop operating um, in just the silos and start sharing best practices with each other as well as their alumni and start forming dialogue across the country about what's important to us, we will open up a new network of folks Folks that are from different sectors, different industries, have different political viewpoints, but have learned and honed the skill to talk to one, each other, one, one another in a productive way, rather than in this just completely divided America that I, mm-hmm. I think a lot of us are very concerned about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you, are you hopeful about that, Mike? Do, do, you, think it, do you think it will happen? What, what has to happen in order for that to happen? <laughs> it's a good question. Um, we are, we're, we're laying some of the groundwork now um, to figure that out. Um, I will tell you that these leadership programs get together. Um, it's a fairly uh, recent phenomenon where we're getting together every two years at a national conference. And um, yeah. uh, right now we're in the final, finals. Hopefully we'll get chosen uh, to hold the conference in Rhode Island, mostly because we just want to be good hosts and show off our state, as does everybody, <laughs> you know. Um, And then we can bring people from across the country together and start figuring out um, different ways of talking to each other. But there are others working on this problem as well. Um, There's a group called No Labels that has decided that the, the sort of politic colors of party systems is actually diluting America. It's, it's not allowing for any kind of compromise or progress. And so they're interested in trying to get people to talk um, that, you know, may feel conservative or may feel liberal, but isn't just, you know, painted into a box mm-hmm. where they can't have any compromise or see another's point of view, but right. will actually listen. And, right. you know, last year um, I conducted 13 dinners with uh, leaders in Rhode Island, and I asked them, um, you know, how have you, when you've, when you've um, had some sort of principle-based or ideological difference with another, how did you overcome it, find common ground, and or progress? I asked that at every dinner. So about 112 people answered this, all different kinds of leaders. And believe it or not, all of these folks, when they succeeded, they pretty much did it the same way. They, all right, we've got, we've got like listening. two minutes left, so go ahead. Two yeah, minutes. it involved active listening and understanding, um, approaching the um, conversation not to win but to learn. Um, a lot of times it's just a mindset, and we can't always get it right. I mean, there were a number of people that told me, Mike, I never achieved it. We had this difference. We couldn't get over it, and we just d- agreed to disagree for the sake of our relationship, our friendship, and that works too. All right. Tell us quickly, just tell me uh, really quickly, what would be your closing thoughts? You've got about 30 seconds. Um, 
I ask everybody who, um, to really recognize that there's a universal truth out there, and that's that every single one of us wants to be understood. Every single person wants to be understood. So when you have a difference with another, when you think they don't see eye to eye, just recognize they really want you to understand them. And please make every effort to try to do so. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. Mike Ritz, who's Executive Director of Leadership Rhode Island. And people can log on to, what would be the website? Uh, leadershipri.org. All right. Thank you so much for being on the program, Mike. It was terrific. Yeah, thanks for having me, Patricia. All right. All right. Stay on the line for a minute. Okay, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know that you can make your dreams come true. And like me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources, and also send me an email, patricia at patriciaraskin.com, and I'll put you on my newsletter list so you can see who the guests are for the next month. Bye, everybody. Have a great week. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. 